looking forward to a big final weekend of the WAFL way. And there's a few big games and a few teams are still yet to really define their season with a win that will put them in a certain position on the ladder. We wonder. We wonder how a club like East Perth finishes the year. They have been one of the great stories. Uh, so far in season 2023, Ross McQueen is their coach and he's been good enough to join us here on Sports Breakfast this morning. Uh, Ross, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Jacob. Good morning, Wayne. Nice to have you on the uh, the program, particularly ahead of such a big game this weekend, a derby. You got the points earlier in the year. Now you've got to go to uh, to West Perth to journal up and uh, and end their season. Uh, yeah, it's a nice way to finish the year, I think, Jacob. We, uh, obviously, West Perth are in good form, but we're looking forward to go up there and uh, perhaps yeah, finish the year for them. What have you learned about derbies between West Perth and East Perth, Ross, since you've taken over as coach and the passion that comes with such a game? Uh, I think I was fortunate growing up watching a lot of Waffle footy, so I was very aware of the derbies. But being involved with the club, it's uh, interesting. You're probably nearly forgiven for losing many games during the course of the year, uh, but the derbies are one that really counts. So um, there's some passion supporters, and even people who have been working at the club for a long, long time continually remind me or make sure it's front and centre that yeah, this is a game you, have, you should win. Ross, uh, last week, uh, a good steadying win for you uh, after a couple of losses against good opposition. Were you a bit disappointed with the goal kicking? I mean, you had, I think, 39 shots on goal in the game. What Was it a missed opportunity to, to boost your percentage in that last quarter? Oh, well, obviously, you don't want to kick 15, 24 every week. Uh, I mean, you want to be on the positive ledger, so that was disappointing in that regard. But in terms of getting the win, look, we, we went into the game just, you know, respect the opposition, get the win, whether it's a point. You know, 48 points is what the final margin was. You know, there's probably times we, we didn't play exactly the football we wanted, but we just went in with the mind, mindset of like we do every week. Respect the opposition, play play our way, and yeah, you know, we'll take the, take the win every week. Ross, at the beginning of the season, there would have been certain expectations. The position you're in now, what's the difference between the side that started and where you're at now? Where are the improvements been? Uh, I think a bit, of, a bit of it was around confidence and belief. Wayne, we, we obviously start the year like every every team does, optimistic about how we might go during the course of the year. Um, we've probably come together pretty well. Like we, we had a lot of new guys come to the club, a lot of guys from the amateurs and, like I said, the AFL system and the Colts system. So just getting them together, uh, being connected and enjoying each other's company was really important. And uh, hopefully now I, the way I try and coach is probably a little bit different to what we've done in the past. But, um, yeah, just maybe just... Bit more connection about it all. How important have the, the leaders in your club been? I noticed Hamish Bracewell has signed for another two years, which would be fantastic for the club, but I suppose the allocation of responsibility to them, how's that all worked? Yeah, we've been very fortunate this year. We've had some number of guys that have been in the club a while, like Scott Jones and Shane Hill and these sort of guys, but also having Hamish Brayshaw as one of our co-captains with Christian Amadjuri have complemented each other really well. Um, both very different sort of personalities in some respect. Uh, Hamish likes the media, but it's, you know he's great at it and he's great for the club and he's experienced at uh, higher levels. And Christian's been a guy who's come through our program uh, all the way through. Works really hard, uh, has a huge respect of the playing group. So, um, you yeah, know, the, the leaders are good. And, and to their credit, they've, the last few years have been growing in those roles. And um, this year they've really helped, helped me, support me through my coaching journey. 
Uh, Ross, we've admired the way that you've played your football this year. You're a free-flowing, attacking team that looks to score at every opportunity. As the season's gone on, uh, have you had to adjust your your game style in any way to, to be perhaps a little more defensively orientated? Um, we've probably made adjustments as you go on during the year. We're, we're, we're still looking to score every week. That's our, that's our go. Um, we, but yeah, obviously you just can't, can't keep giving the ball back and not defend it. You, you, you can't make it 100 to 99 every week. So we'll, we've tried to tighten up a few things, uh, but understand we're trying to get the players to express themselves and play the best, be the best version of themselves and just um, express it. You know, play good footy and uh, hopefully our players enjoy it and our supporters enjoy it. You mentioned Jones, I think, as one of your senior players, but you lost him early. You know, how has how was that, and and how have you adjusted to that, and who sort of stepped up? Yeah, it was an interesting one. I only looked the other day. Uh, I was back in round eight. It happened, and Scott was flying at the time, and it happened the very first set of bounce against East Fremantle. We found a way to win that game. Um, probably a lot of people didn't expect us to win it to start with, and then we did that. Jed Edwards has been great, stepping into the into the fold. Uh, we've had to try a couple other things as well, but, you know, Jed stepping up after five or six years in the reserves has uh, really helped our, help our team settle and balance. And, um, yeah, and we're hopeful that maybe Scott will be available, you know, late, later this year, but, yeah, there's a fair bit to play out before then. Has he been on the training track at all? It's such a serious injury, particularly for such a big man, a broken leg. Has he put himself in the frame to, to train and, and maybe play? Uh, he, was, he was running on Tuesday night at the at training, so which is exciting. Him and Mitchie Croden were uh, good mates and they were doing some running. Um, so, yeah, Scott's given himself every opportunity. He's been really good. He's uh, obviously been a big man and not been able to do anything, but he's really been diligent with his rehab, his his diet, his, uh, uh, I think he's dropped a, dropped a bit of weight, so, you know, he's doing a great job, so we're hopeful that, you know, all being well, he might be able to put, put himself in a position to play, but, um, yeah, we'll wait and see about that. Voice of Ross McQueen with us, coach of East Perth, they've got West Perth in round 20, finals assured, but the, the top three is where you need to be to win a premiership, uh, and that's the goal, no doubt, Ross, to finish as high as you can, but top three is a must. Yeah, oh, it would be nice, Jacob, but I know historically perhaps that's um, that's the case. But we'll, look, we we believe that our best footballers can, uh, can uh, beat anyone, and that's been evidence this year. I think a number of teams have beaten everyone. So, look, we like to get the top three. That way you get a double chance. You're guaranteed to go a little bit deeper in the finals than players like Mitch Croder and Scott might be available, and Tom Graham, Brad Fulgrave. These guys have had long years without a lot of rewards, so... Uh, top three is our goal, and but it starts this week against West Perth at Journal Up. Uh, this is a group that hasn't had a lot of, of finals experience. I think of players on your list, only Shane Hilly um, and maybe Stan Wright might have played in a final for the club before. Is that something that, that has you nervous as a coach, maybe not knowing what's to come with this group in finals, or they've got the confidence and the belief to, to succeed? Oh, no. Oh, it, it doesn't worry me, Jake. You've got to win it sometime, so why not first up? So... Um, our blokes have got some belief. They've played some really good football. I'm enjoying watching what they've done this year and what they what they possibly could do. So it doesn't phase me that we that none of the blokes have played a lot of finals football at senior level. They've all at some stage played some sort of football, and you know for us it's we'll just prepare the best we can. And now we're excited by the opportunity. We think we can our best. We'll, we'll be able to be really right in there at the end. 
Nick Robertson, a great character of the competition, and we admire his competitiveness on the field. He probably overstepped his bounds against Asa Manley, copped a suspension. Do you have to have a word to him, or do you encourage him to just be the, the player that he is? Uh, no, I just, we just need Nick to be who Nick is. Like, I think if we, I think it's been, he's been the same all the way through his football career from Colts back at West Perth days or up in Brisbane. Um, look, we, we don't obviously want him missing games of football, and he's aware of that. And, um, and he's, a, I think you'll find this year that he's been outstanding in terms of just playing on the, on the edge, but without stepping over it. Unfortunately, he got suspended and uh, missed a week. But um, well, no, we just want Nick to be Nick and play a good brand of football. He's been great in terms of rebounding off half-back and uh, help with his leadership. So, no, I don't want him missing any more games, though, Jacob. No, no, very important part of your team and had a great year down back. Uh, you've beaten every team in the competition, regardless of what happens this weekend. You've beaten every team in the 2023 season. Does that give you confidence you can match it with the best? Very much so, yeah. Um, and like I said, it's a very even competition. We... Um, now, like I said, I think we've beaten everyone. I think Suvi potentially maybe beaten everyone. If not, this week could decide that. Or same with East Fremantle. Uh, no, it's a very even competition. Uh, any of the five, and in West Perth's case, any of the six teams, would be feeling pretty confident if they get in there that we'll, we'll all be able to beat each other. You've had a long coaching journey, Ross. This is your first year as a senior coach of, of men. You've coached Colts, you've coached Reserves. Has anything surprised you about the ascent of being a, a league coach? Has there been any aspect of coaching that's been different that might have surprised you? Uh, I, I don't think so. What's probably surprised me the most is how similar it is, whether it's a Colts level, Reserves level. You're still dealing with young men and uh, football people around football clubs who have high expectations and they all want to achieve different things. So it's so it's probably the other way it's probably the similarity between it there are some logistic things about dealing with more people and you know like the boards and um, football committees and all those types of things are, are a bit different but in terms of the playing group and things they all they all just want to play footy they're all young men who've got lots of things going on in their lives so I think there's a lot of similarities really now to close, uh, I told you yesterday I have a message that I'm I'm off to Mora today, and you're from that beautiful part of the world. But what do I need to check out in Mora today? Um, I don't know. There's not a lot, not a lot in Mora, uh, Jacob. Uh, I'm actually going to head up there Sunday myself. I think to play golf at the local golf club on the on the sand greens. Um, there, there won't be too much in Mora if you're getting up there late this afternoon and going straight to the sport and rec centre. Uh, the old footy oval is a good oval. The, the grandstand has been knocked down. It got condemned. Oh last year, so that's got knocked down and, and things, but it's a lovely place. I, I, my family, my, my parents are still there. I had the best experience growing up, exposed to cricket and football and tennis a whole lot. It was a great, vibrant, but it's like most country towns, things have um, things have changed. Still a great town, but probably not as much to, to do. So if you're going up there, Jacob, yeah, uh, uh, I can't tell you, you can do, do a lot. Look at look at the canola on the way. <laughs> yeah, the, the crosser. It is the crosser. It is a beautiful drive. You head up there through Bindoon and places, and uh, yeah, the crops are here and they're, they're starting to come through. It's uh, it's a beautiful time of year to drive up. It is. I look forward to the trip, and I look forward to uh, the night. The Central Midlands Coastal Footy League have got their best and fairest tonight. Uh, Ross, thanks for your time. Good luck at the weekend. Uh, promises to be a great finish to the home and away season. Good luck to your Royals as you look for top three. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Wayne. That's Ross McQueen, coach of the Royals. Uh, gee, he's done a good job. First year as senior coach, and he's turned East Perth into a middling team, uh, from a middling team, sorry, into a very good team. Mm. They are they're a very genuine chance of winning the Premiership.